The Big Interview with Offscript. We are in conversation with Dr. Amir Khalil. He's an Egyptian veterinarian. He's the director of project development at the animal welfare organization Four Paws International. And he's known as the War Vet. He saves animals from disaster areas and war zones. Now, if like me, you find the following interview quite emotional and a little bit upsetting, if I'm being totally honest, I have to apologize, but it carries a very important message. And I have to say, in my own personal opinion, Dr. Amir is one of the bravest, one of the most inspiring people we've ever had on this show. And um, I'll let him and his story kind of kind of speak that and tell it for us. But he grew up in Egypt. He was inspired by nature documentaries and specifically a program that he used to watch as a kid about a vet who came to the aid of wild animals. And when he emigrated to Austria, he began practicing as a vet, first with dogs and cats, and then he started to work with exotic animals like lions. He soon felt compelled to seek out a bold and unlikely new direction in which to take his work. Take a listen. I started to be more interested about wild animals and to be more specialized in crisis or in uh, conflict zones because I realized during the war, a lot of persons have the opportunity to escape or to be refugee, but the animals who are caged don't have this opportunity. And the majority of them die. A lot of persons say uh, human are first, come as priority. But from my view and our view in the organization for POSE, we think it's more about humanity, not only about human. Uh, a kind person should be kind to, to human and to animal in the same time, not only for human. It's not easy to be a veterinary in conflict zone or to make plans because really wild animals uh, in such situation are not only suffering, but a majority of them face a lot of malnutrition. Sometimes in war zones, animal might not eat for several weeks till they die. So the, the animal at the end of the day is a mirror about our humanity. And... Um, as much as it's hard, as much I think it is a noble work to have a candle, especially in dark places. I mean dark, not only there is no electricity, but dark place where really there is hate. People hate each other. Uh, when they talk, they talk only with violence or with weapons. Uh, and the animals sometimes can, can, can do wonder, I will say, or miracle. And you'll be hearing more about what animals can do and how they can unite people in these war-torn areas. But you heard Dr. Amir mention Four Paws there. It's the global animal welfare organizations for animals under direct human influence, which reveals suffering, rescues animals in need and protects them. Four Paws vision is a world where humans treat animals with respect, empathy and understanding. And Amir explains how he became involved with the organization. He stresses the importance of a long-term plan when it comes to rescuing animals from nightmarish conditions. When I I came to Austria, I mean, 30 years ago, sure, I, I don't speak German at this time. I started to learn German. I started to study at the university and I was looking for side jobs. So I started to wash dishes in a restaurant and uh, I read a note on the university that they're looking for volunteers. And I was very glad to be volunteer for four posts for four years where I was able to practice surgery. And after four years, I start to work as employee by four Paws and to focus on rescue mission and the building project not only to rescue when we rescue an animal the main question how to care for him the rest of his life and this could be till all his life i mean some animal could live after rescue for 20 years 30 years 
So it was important for four posts to build sanctuaries or a species appropriate place where it is possible when we rescue animal to bring them to this species appropriate place. And currently four posts have about 14 sanctuary worldwide for big cats and for bears in general. We are very glad to do this, but sure, our world is not getting better. But I think with a lot, a lot of effort and support, as much as we get donation, as much we're able to rescue and to help animal, not only to help this animal, but to help a human. We see all the time animal protection is a human protection. When we don't give attention to the animal, like even a stray animal, and we ignore them, they become to be problem in the street. If we take wild animal and we don't care for them, they breed and breed and at the end they start to put them to sleep because there is no place to keep them. So I think it's very, very important uh, before anyone or any authority take wild animal, they must have management plan and they must have a, a long-term commitment for this animal, not just to keep them, uh, I would say like a slave in a cage, like in the Middle Ages. So it's very, very important to show the humanity. You know, lions sometimes I see they are ambassador or bears or tigers or any wild animal. If we take the American ambassador, British ambassador, Eastern ambassador, everyone have a nice residence, a nice embassy. And if I take the ambassador of the jungle, he deserves to have also a good residence for him. A place which give him his species requirement in movement and enrichment in, in food in entertainment, and, and this, sadly, in many places, not exist. If we take lions as an example, in, in the wild, they occupy you know, huge territories, they've got very complex social hierarchies, and if deprived of these and kept in a tiny cage, what is the psychological toll that this takes on the animal? And is it possible to rehabilitate an animal that has suffered very very bad mental scarring due to these living conditions. Amir had this to say. Like human, a child has to learn from his mom. He has to take the first colostrum normally from his mom. Normally lions born in captivity, they took them from their mom in young age where they are not able to take this milk or this special colostrum which have uh, the main part of the immune system. So the lion, when he born and become to be in activity, he start to lose a lot of his power and his immunity to many diseases because he don't get the normal milk from his mom. He never learned from his mom how to survive the wild. He never learned how to, to hunt. So he become to be like, just like a slave. He be, a lion need to move many kilometers per day, normally. But in, in a, a closed cage, he is not able to practice his movement. He become to have problems with his, uh, I will see the majority of the animal gets stereotype behavior. It's like mental disturbance. They have to release this type of hormone, endorphin, to, to be high, to get better mental feeling. But the majority of the animal kept in captivity have mental disturbance. We call it a stereotype behavior, which really could take many, many years. We took some two animals from Mosul, from 89 animal die. But the last survival animal, when just we recognize in Jordan, when just a helicopter is passing, the animal get mad. He remember immediately the war. Animal are really have the sixth sense, which we don't have. High intelligence, incredible feeling, and they don't understand why all this happened to them. 
So it is a long procedure to bring the animal to a better condition. Sometimes it could take two to three years so that the animal feel really he is again in a peaceful place. Uh, we release animal to a big enclosure sometime, which is 10,000 square meter, and the animal afraid to move because he learned sometimes for 10, 15 years in a cage, he is not able to move. And when you put him in freedom, he don't recognize he can move freely. It takes time till he, till he discover his place. It, it's very important really to have, um, I would say, understanding. Is not only human are important. We share this planet. If we become so egoistic and take care only about ourselves, you can see the climate change. You can see how important animal in our ecosystem. And um, I think as we care for human, we try to improve the condition for human. It is also valuable to care for animal and to move them to a better place and to show them as ambassador. Uh, that, the words there of Dr. Amir Khalil and what an incredible job he's doing. There have been some incredible moments of happiness and fulfillment when a plan comes together and an animal's life is, is completely transformed. And I got to say, uh, this next clip, it did bring a tear to my eye. So tissues at the ready. And uh, I must warn you, it's a, a bit of a tearjerker, this one. But this is the incredible story of Dr. Amir and an elephant. I think the last animal really, which uh, was for me a special friend and animal, it was one of the biggest elephant we were rescued. His name is Kavan. He is in Pakistan. He was in Islamabad Zoo. This elephant was over 32 years chained. They called him the killer elephant. He killed two person. He had a partner which was died uh, dead and lay beside his body for several days. No one was able to go to this elephant. And uh, it was a huge petition worldwide to rescue this lonely Asian elephant, the only Asian elephant in Pakistan. It was a presidential gift. So it's a gift from Sri Lanka to the president at this time in Pakistan. And the elephant chained nothing except an ugly enclosure, a small place. People just dump 200 kilograms sugar cane each day for the elephant and run. And when I saw this elephant first time, 2016, I, I make a promise, I will do my best to take this animal out. At this time, it was 720 animals at the zoo. Bad condition, no medicine, no management plan. The majority of the animals were stolen, dead. And one of the survival was this elephant. Four years later, we went to see this elephant to make assessment. We find the elephant, it was over five and a half ton, overweight. Uh, stereotype behavior, very aggressive. No one can come to his enclosure. A very angry animal on human being. He don't like human being. He he hated us as human. And um, to make anesthesia for this elephant, we have to make security precaution to build some construction work. And they had the opportunity to take the elephant on the backyard of this enclosure to feed him. I was four hours standing feeding the elephant. Between us, there is a moot or a big hole where the elephant cannot jump outside. And I was bored. It was very hot. And I start to sing, but to sing to myself. And I noticed the elephant have tears. And it was the first time in 30 years to see this animal have tears. And I was wondering, is this really problem with his eye or he was attention that somebody is singing? And uh, I came afternoon. I start to sing another four hours. And the elephant really was hearing, or I had this impression, the elephant, maybe my ugly voice, I have never a good voice. And uh, 
next days a colleague told me uh, or the team uh, that the elephant is waiting in the same spot where I was. And it was every day, four hours in the morning, four hours in the evening. And you become to be good friends. This elephant start to touch me, trust me. He allowed me to be near to him, uh, to hug me with his rustle. Really, it was incredible. I was impressed. I never have a friend. I, all the time, this was not correct even for me. It was a mistake. I'm not allowed to be touching wild animal or to be near. So in 30 years, I realized I have also a problem. I the elephant give me the time to calm down and to wait nearly eight hours each day to have the patience with myself. All the time I'm in hurry, rescue, flying, going with the team, busy all the time. And this elephant, I find he was a treatment for me to calm down. Uh, it become to be famous, my song, uh, or the song of Frank Sinatra, I do it my way, uh, that the elephant like it. So it was really a great opportunity for, for the elephant and for me to calm both of us down. This clip is... I had to cut it there oh, because uh, I know it's its awful. Uh, I mean, yeah, what a... It's a real weeper. Um, but uh, he was in full flow at that point, was Dr. Amir. And um, the story of Kazan, the elephant, had... Uh, well, I'm happy to say it had the ending that uh, we're all hoping for. And this elephant, we succeed to relocate with one of the biggest aeroplanes Russian airplane, Elusine 76, and to have a huge or miraculous mission with a team to prepare this elephant, to train him to come to a container, uh, how to be calm, how to drive, to fly him, long flight till Cambodia, Siem Reap. And he opened all the doors. This elephant, even even we move him from Pakistan, he opened, we see, he we land in New Delhi, in India. So he broke the rules of politics. Indian authority allowed Kavan or this elephant to land in New Delhi. We fly to Siem Reap. It was Corona, a big challenge, but the closed airport of Siem Reap in Cambodia was open for this elephant. Uh, a celebrity share, she came and she sang even the same song, I do it my way with Kavan, with me. <laughs> so you can imagine ugly voice of me. So Kavan done a lot, a lot of great things, not only for a candle during pandemic and everything bad story, but you see a happy end. You see there is hope. This elephant was like a patriot over 35 years standing in a place. I don't know how many government change, how many visitors come in and out, and everyone say, good elephant, poor elephant, sad elephant. Let us do something. But with the cooperation of this elephant, he have incredible power. He was a great child, a big boy, naughty boy, crazy boy. Uh, I learned from this elephant a lot. I think he opened my eye to a lot of things during, even you risk a lot of animals, but sometimes there is exception. And this was exception for me as a person, as a vet, mm. exception for the team. And even the time of Corona where nearly my team, all of them was Corona positive. It was incredible challenges to move such uh, incredible elephant to prepare him. He was incredible, uh, I would say, gust or a frequent flyer. His, his, his luggage is 200 kilograms of food, fruits. His luggage is 200 liters of water. We have to prepare him for his toilet in the transport crate for 200 liters of urine, you know? Uh, the Russian crew, which was mad, if anything, happened to the elephant, and you can imagine in the air what could happen with such a nutty, crazy elephant. Uh, 
uh, but he was like a frequent flyer. It's like he fly every day. He was very a great, a great passenger <laughs> in the aeroplane. And um, it was hard mission. I see all the time, worst of time or bad time, the best of time. But it was a huge lesson. Nothing is impossible. Oh, what a story, huh? This is amazing. Yeah, ama- amazing. I just, I, I do hope that Cher didn't sing any of her own songs at that poor elephant. Um, but, <laughs> Every story is made happier when Cher's involved. <laughs> I know, it's just so random, isn't it? Cher popped up. But, uh, yeah, incredible. And, and uh, the elephant was transported safely to to its forever home, Kavan the Elephant, uh, who was 35 years in chains in Pakistan. And they can live to up to 70 yeah. in captivity, so still a long life to go. Amazing. Wonderful. Um, Amir has risked his life, his own life, on numerous occasions to to carry out these missions. He's ventured into places that people are fleeing from. He's 56 years of age. He's led animal rescue operations and created sanctuaries around the world for more than 20 years. He's gone to trouble spots like Iraq, Sudan, the Defer region in Sudan, Bosnia. And um, he says, we go to places where the logic doesn't exist. The government doesn't exist. No one cares. No one will believe you're coming to save animals. You are everyone escaping, he says, from a city like Mosul going out thousands and thousands and you're the only car going the other way and you're going directly to where people are fleeing from. This is his own description of what that is like. You know, in, in, in conflict zone, um, it's definitely risky, but we are not also cow, cowboys. We are not just risky guy who go to make adventure, but we, as a team who joined me all the time, we have really a great training uh, for such situation, like heat training, uh, in conflict zone, we can, everything could happen in, in, in war zone or conflict zone. But sure, um, you are never safe, even in Vienna. Uh, I remember one time we are doing a training in Vienna, the team doing a training in Vienna for to go to Pakistan. And it was explosion in the center of Vienna. So we, we you have a plan and everything, but the risk exists even near to your house. You never know when it will happen. For me, as a person, sure, in, in the beginning of my career, it was Kosovo when I went to a war zone. And um, it was the first time I see really, uh, I would say, dead carcasses, dead people, really. Uh, it was a shock for me. Um, I survived several situations at this time. I was not prepared for such a mission, to be honest. And uh, yes, I, I, I had the, the situation where somebody come with a gun uh, to the car and put the gun on my head and... Uh, it was, I don't know how long, how many seconds or moments or minutes. I, But anyway, it was a big lesson. What mean uh, preparation and not just the animal. You are working in a field where you must be well informed and co- good coordinated. I wanted to get a feel for how people react and reacted to Amir and, and the Four Paws mission to save these animals. Was there disbelief that they would go to such lengths to rescue them when there was so much turmoil going on in that country? Was there anger that their resources were not being directed at human suffering? And Amir reveals here that animals have an extraordinary power to unite people. In the beginning, uh, I get a lot of, I will say, critic, to be honest. Why you care for animal and human are suffering and dying? Uh, but I learned that animal is exactly at this moment, at this place, is the only thing which have a special positive karma and aura which change. The two animals we rescue from Mosul stop the war for two days in Mosul. Can you imagine animal can stop a war 
all the general were fighting if the animal will go out of Mosul, stay in Mosul. They put a lot of difficulties and incredible challenges to take the animal out. Like they ask me, you have to prove to, to have security clearance for a lion or a bear. So how to bring a security clearance for a lion? How to prove a lion is not a terrorist? So, but at the end, the war stopped for two days and we were able to take the animal out. So animal can give, as I mentioned all the time, a light, a candle in this dark time. The soldier which was make fighting and fun about us when he stopped was animal at the border in a war zone. Next day in the morning, they come with their breakfast. One abbot, can, can we feed your animal, please? Can we feed the bear? And they start to be touched to this animal. It spread humanity. It spread some, I will not say fun. It, it spread a lot of positive energy. The same in Syria, the same in Iraq. In the border, everyone puts a weapon, his Kalashnikov on the ground, come to carry, make a picture, and both of them are happy, are helping carrying a wild animal. So animal can create peace sometime, build a bridges between nations. Because if you bring any human, even old lady, a child, you boss him, everyone is scared, skeptic. You come from the animal line. Uh, a passport, nationality. When it is animal, I think all of them at this time, no one have a white hand or... People especially which carry weapons, they would like to do something. And exactly at this moment when the animal is there, I think that maybe they see the opportunity. So it is not all the time critic like before. They see there is a hope. It's more about humanity, not about human. And I think with this work, and I hope many people will join and will attend and to be inspired, animal can do miracle. It's not only human can do miracle. We learn so much from animals. We just forgot. We are busy with our Facebook, with our telephones, mobile technology, and we forgot to look up to the sky. We forgot to look to the wonderful creature, the powerful animals, which very sad are distinguished from many places. The most dangerous animal I saw till now, if I consider my species also, <laughs> we are species, are the humans. They are more wild than the animal. It's an incredible message that, and, and when he, so what I took from that is that, you know, there are people with the guns in those areas that that have an underlying sense of guilt about what they're doing. They know it's wrong, and they they'll jump at any chance to yeah. engage in something that's that has a good feel to it. Yeah. Essentially, outside of that, yeah, it's absolutely. just amazing how the condition of people and the social conditioning of them just makes them do things that, yeah. you know, they wouldn't. Maybe their own nature, their own true nature, would, would would certainly rail against. But three weeks ago, in fact, Four Paws rescued two Syrian brown bears, two two male bears named Ulysses and Homer, affectionately known to the team as the Beirut bears. They were removed from inadequate conditions in a private Lebanese zoo and transported out of Lebanon with the help of. Uh, and generous support of the Karmagawa Foundation. Now, due to the economic collapse, civil unrest, the global pandemic, the previous owners of the 18-year-old bears were not able to provide them with proper food and medical care. Four Paws was able to fly the rescued bears in the cargo hold of an Emirates passenger plane with a brief layover in Dubai and ultimately to the US. And they found their species-appropriate forever home at the Wild Animal Sanctuary located near Keensburg, Colorado. Now, the mission was fraught with difficulties, Rog. Political barriers, the pandemic, travel restrictions, airline interruptions, inadequate food and supplies, the bears themselves, and a seemingly endless steam, stream of, of problems. But Amir explains what motivated him to keep on trying. I can see it as a person, not as a vet, because this is not really scientific. 
Sometimes I can see it in the eye of the animal. Animal have the power. They say, we will fight, we will go. They have the hope in the life. And I, I met or I have the opportunity to see animal in their eye. Their eye is not shining. They give up. They surrender to the situation and they, they know they will die. But these two bear with a fighter. It's like the elephant kavan. They say we are patriot. We will survive it. It is a situation and not a destination. So this mission was uh, for the team and myself. We were very happy to finalize it. It took so long. All the time I say expected is unexpected. And this happened with the two pairs. Two times the flights canceled. Uh, Corona closed airport, closed uh, United States airport uh, to travel several times. You need by each movement, Corona test. Um, it was a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges. But at the end of the day, when you have a happy end, it is valuable to have all this effort because the animal now in a better place. They are, I will say, in paradise. Imagine you sleep, you wake up, you find yourself in other place, in other vegetation. You have uh, a forest, you have... Uh, a huge land, you have food, you have care. It's like you go to paradise after this. And I think might be this is a case when animal, you put them to sleep, I mean with anesthesia, and when they wake up, their eyes are totally in other place. We fly them half of the globe to find them, them in other place. So I, I, I am curious one day to know what the animal think when he wake up and find himself in such incredible uh, species appropriate place for him. This so story just it. gets better. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And they went through it. took two years to wow. extract them from that zoo in yeah. Lebanon, and now they're over in Colorado. I wanted to get an update. This was three weeks ago that they managed to transport them. How are Ulysses and Homer getting along now? They are doing well. They have other neighbors, you know. It's like, as I told you, it's like uh, near to their nature somehow. They can smell other animals. Uh, they can uh, hear other animal noise of other wild animals. They have other bears in the surrounding. So according to the report of uh, Wild Animal Sanctuary in uh, Colorado, they are doing well. According to our team in the United States for post team, they are doing well. We have one colleague visiting the bears today, so we will get the report today and maybe some footage. But we are very happy. We are very happy when we see the animal going to a better place. And we give a small a small message about humanity humanity is matter for us i honestly can't genuinely remember a time where i've done an interview with anyone and kind of internally applauded what they've been doing <laughs> as much as with dr amir khalil i, I mean it, it really is applauding with the hands off the steering wheel amazingly <laughs> selfless what he does and he, he acts for those with no voice anusha says great story we need such heroes to inspire the younger generation and we're going to finish rog with uh, a tribute to kavan the elephant his favorite <laughs> song it's uh, the great frank sinatra And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway and more 
much more than this I did it my The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 